our steps are ordered. Amen. We have ordered steps. When you become a Christian, you trade in your regular life for the life of Christ. Amen. The Bible says that when you are born again, you have the life of Christ on the inside of you. You've been purchased with a price. Yeah, you cost something big. And it, did, it wasn't money. It was far more valuable than money. It was blood. Amen. Blood. You know, when Jesus went on that cross, he died for you. Amen. And for me. And so if it had been only one person on earth, he still would have went to that cross. Hallelujah. And so we were purchased with a price. The price was Christ's life. And so when he died, he, get, he put that life on the inside of us. Are y'all here today? So because we have the life of Christ on the inside of us, we don't just do anything. Are y'all here? But we are to please God and become more like him. This is Bible. Amen. Not an opinion. It's the word of God. We become more like him. And so God, uh, yeah, God expects us to live the life of Christ because he is in us. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, if he is in us, we want to live and do and have whatever it is that he has told us we can have and to get that you have to obey him you have to follow his direction amen god is always saying follow me come this way and he looked back and we're gone amen because we have the wrong perception of who he is you know we leave him he doesn't leave us amen we leave him all the time but he never leaves us well, how do I know? Because of the word. You got to believe the word. If you don't believe the word, this won't work for you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we have to believe what God is telling us through his word. His word is his, his spirit, his conscience. It's his flesh. You know, the Jesus is the word. And so it's already been tried and true. Amen. There's no such thing as the word ain't true. It's just that we're fake Christians. If you don't believe the word, just something to throw at you. Amen. So we're to live for God. And the only way we can do that is know him. If you don't know him, you don't spend time with him, you don't have a relationship with him, then you don't know which way you're going. You sit and you just make your own plans. And that's why we go shipwreck. Amen. Because some of these plans ain't God. Hallelujah. Amen. Still want to party? party on this (laughs) party over here so we got to know we have to know god's purpose you have to know his direction you have to know his plans for your life amen and believe it or not most of the time his plan and purpose matches up with ours but the way to get there doesn't match because we have our own way of getting where god wants us to go you know, it's like we'll get a little, we'll hear a little bit and get an idea and then run off with it. And it may not be the way he wants us to go. If he wants you to go to Gerar, head to Gerar. Amen. Don't go to Egypt where all the money is because there's, he makes a way out of nowhere. He is El Shaddai. Amen. He's the God that is more than enough. And that's, I'm, I know I'm jumping, whatever. That's who Isaac ran into. He ran into the God who is El Shaddai. 
the God that was more than enough, the God that can provide and give exceedingly and abundantly above all he could ever ask or think. Amen. In a dry land. It was a famine. Amen. (laughs) Let me add that. In a dry land. So in other words, we have to submit to God, submit to his authority. You know, most people, I'm a Christian. Well, you know, have you submitted to God's authority? Uh, what does that mean? So you have to submit to God. When you have plans, you've got to pray. You've got to seek him, ask him, what is it that you should do? How do I get this, this done, God? When do I do it? You know, all of these things are important to your success. You know, I wouldn't want to go through a whole lot of stuff, make a lot of changes, and they not work out. Hallelujah. And so all God wants us to do is be obedient, hear his voice. If you get confused, stop and pray, hear his voice, get his direction so your life can be successful. Amen. Hallelujah. Joshua, when he, uh, Moses died, Joshua took over leading the children of Israel in the wilderness. And he kept repeating his instructions where his, was his success. Be not afraid, be very courageous. And this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. In other words, keep the law. You know, back then there was only the law. But keep my statutes, keep my instructions, he said, and then you will make your way successful and have good success or whatever it was. But it was his success depending on him obeying his instructions going to a certain place very important amen hallelujah you know you you just work better you don't know who god has watching you you don't know who uh god has assigned you to it it depends very important on where you go what you do where you live all of these things are so important amen and so we have to keep god's authority in our lives by consulting him Amen. Through prayer. And when you pray, ask him what you want. Tell him what you want. Well, you know, if God's will, I'll just tell God what you want. Tell him what you want. He's either going to tell you yes or no. Amen. And if it's no, it's for your own benefit. Amen. If you do it anyway, he's going to, let me tell you what he's going to do. He's going to fight to get you out of trouble. That's the kind of God we serve. But wouldn't it be so much nicer if we stayed on cue with him so everything would be beautiful, lovely, work out better, and you can be blessed. That's all God's trying to do is bless his people. Amen. But there's an element of obedience and reverence in everything we get from God. So we should live for him, get to know him, pray, fast, thank Whatever, whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do, but honor him, fear him, amen, respect him, reverence him. Don't leave him out. Don't get so used to doing things in your own might and in your own strength. Think about God. God, am I doing the right thing? Should I do this? Should I do that? When is the time? That Timing is so important. Timing means everything. Hallelujah. So ask him for his wisdom. Ask him for knowledge. Ask God for a blessing and a vision. You know, without the vision, the people perish. You can't go nowhere if you don't know where you're going. Amen. If you're doing things in your own strength, you don't know where you're going. You, got, you have an idea, 
But if God ain't in it, you don't know where you're going. Amen. And so ask him for a vision. Hallelujah. Ask him for his plans, his purposes for your life. You'd be surprised what a difference that would make when you include God in what you want to do. Amen. Ask him for his blessing on your plans. Meditate on the word. That's how you hear his voice. Look, uh, crack open your Bible, if I can say that. Read a scripture. Familiarize yourself with it. Well, you know, I, I don't want to be one of those holy rollers. Oh, don't worry. You won't roll. <laughs> you won't. Because you ain't going to open it that often. But open it just to see what he's saying. Amen. Because his opinion of what you do is so valuable. Because you're on his time. Amen. You're on God's time. Why? Because he owned you. He made you. He knows what you need. So meditate on the word and believe what you read. My goodness, believe the word of God and learn to hear his voice when he's speaking to you. So you can have that direction and hope with promise. Amen. Stop leaning towards your own wisdom. Nix your plans and pick up Christ. Hallelujah. And you won't go wrong. You will never be sorry. Amen. Proverbs 16. Let's go there. Hallelujah. See, we don't consult God because we don't think God's going to give us what we want. We don't consult God because we don't think he knows what we want, but he made you. Amen. He made you, so he ought to know what you need and what you want. He knows you better than you think. Proverbs 16, verse 9. It says, a man's a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his step. Amen. Hallelujah. And so a man's heart is in there making plans, but God really directs your steps. Hallelujah. There's a divine interruption in, in life, and then there's demonic interruptions. You've got to know the difference between the two. In other words, you got to know that when you make plans, if it's God or if it ain't. Amen. Let me tell you, when God is in it, it goes without a hitch. Everything falls into place. Doesn't mean you might not have to struggle a little bit or pray things through or wait or whatever. But I'm telling you, God will never lead you the wrong way. Amen. So we need to learn to hear his voice. Learn to follow him. Amen. Switch places. (laughs) we don't trust god with our plans because we don't know him amen we need to know him better how do you get to know him through his word amen and acknowledging him knowing that he loves you you can get to know god through his love amen just knowing just feeling his love around you Looking at your life and looking at what it could have been and what it is now. Amen. Looking at where you come from. Knowing that he loves you. He's the same God that got you out of the last bad situation. And he's going to come and get you out of the next one. Amen. But it would be so nice if we trust him first. So that we can get his best. That's why we trust him. We trust him because he loves us. We love him back. 
And because his ways are sure, he knows what we need better than we do. And then when we get there, we say, oh, this is so much better than what I thought. You know, hallelujah. It's so much easier. Because his yoke is easy, his burden is light. Put everything on him, dump it on God. Well, the religious would say, well, that's not nice. It's his word. Amen. He says, cast your cares upon me, for I care for you. God doesn't want you carrying around all of, the, all of the pressure. When something's pressuring you, it ain't God. Just back up and pray. Amen. And I always ask God, well, what do I do if I don't hear from you? He said, you ain't got to do nothing. Don't do nothing. Just wait until you hear his voice. Amen. Or get his direction. He'll surely speak. He loves us. and He doesn't forget about us. Amen. God is the one that calls us. We don't call ourselves. In other words, you don't just go where you want to go. God has to call and commission and send you. Amen. And did you know the glory goes before you wherever you go? Amen. He sends angels to prepare a place for you. It ain't just about what we want. Give God a break. Give him a chance. Amen. And so it depends totally on your relationship with God. Do you know him? Do you know? You know, it's how you relate to him. Amen. He can relate to you in a lot of ways, especially with men. He can relate to men in a lot of different ways. Amen. But let God call the shots. Hallelujah. How many lives do we touch when we go where we want to go? Think about it. How many lives do we touch when we go where we want to go on purpose versus what God can put us in the midst of? Because, see, whenever he sends you somewhere, it's always going to affect somebody else in a good way. Amen? Hallelujah. God's way is the best way. And his way makes the difference. Amen? Because we don't think that's the right thing. But we need wisdom to get direction. You need wisdom. Let's go to Psalm 37. Hallelujah. Psalm 37, verse 23. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Well, I'm good, but I forget to ask him. Okay. Amen. The steps of a good man are ordered. That word ordered means directed. It means established. Amen. So the steps of a good man are established by God. In other words, you don't go anywhere God don't tell you to go. Amen. Even when you fail, if God sent you there, he'll fix it. Amen. He'll work it out to his good and yours too. Because there's always somebody else involved in where you go and what you do. God will give you peace. And direction and guide you in life. And he'll lead you into prosperity and blessing. He'll lead you into success. This is if you go his route. 
you know, the, the children of Israel went around that mountain. It was that same mountain they kept passing through. Amen. And when I was first born again and I heard this story, I said, ooh, God was mean. Why did he do that to these poor people? But I didn't understand that their disobedience kept them. That's how we do. We keep going round and around. God get us out of trouble. He sit us in a good place. And he said, okay, do what you do. And we make the same mistakes over and over. Or sometimes we make smaller ones, but we still make mistakes because we don't listen to what he wants us to do. See, his ways are perfect. He's not going to lead us into something that is bad. I'm sure Isaac thought, well, I don't want to go to Gerar. There's no prosperity there. But God is showing us that when you obey him, he'll make a way out of no way. See, people say that, but they don't really believe it. Amen. Hallelujah. So you don't look for signs. Amen. He got on those, uh, what is it, uh, Sadducees, the Pharisees, because they were always looking for a sign. We do that. We want to see if it's okay. Did God say that? He ain't going to let you know it's him by a sign. You're going to have to trust him. <laughs> see, you got to trust him. If you're looking for a sign, you're going to be looking. You can't test the waters with God. You just got to jump in the water. Amen. Got to trust him. You got to know it's him. And if it ain't him, guess what? He'll fix it and help you just for having the faith, the blind faith to jump out there, trying to trust him as best you can. Amen. But you can't look for a sign because he don't like that. Mm -mm. He he whipped those uh, Pharisees for looking for a sign if this is you lord just give us a sign and he gave them one all right he went to church and kicked that place kicked all off all of their you know all of their gambling paraphernalia however you say it psalm 40 can't look for a sign it's about trust trust in him with your life because it's his anyway he purchased you with the price of his son's blood so you ought to trust him back. Psalm 40, verse 2. Hallelujah. And it says, He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my steps. I told you, God establishes our steps and has put a new song in my mouth. Instead of complaining like the children of Israel. That's why they kept going around that mountain. Kept complaining. We don't like the food. We don't. They had heavenly food. They didn't like it. They wanted chicken delight. So he gave it to them. Amen. Well, how are we going to drink? We don't have any water. You know, it was just one thing after another. Like God didn't know he, they needed water. It was a trust issue. And when we complain and when we, you know... Act ugly is because we don't trust him. Verse 3, he has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. That word fear means to reverence, to back up and say, you know what? That's God on her life. That's God working in her life. Man, I'm going to try that. I'm going to do what she's doing. Verse 4, blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. Hallelujah. You are blessed. 
If you start to trust him, just give him a little five minutes a day. Amen. Hallelujah. And it says you are blessed when you trust him. Even if you go on and make a hasty decision, if you consult God first and ask him to help you. Amen. It's better than not following him at all. Because his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. Jeremiah 29 says they are higher. Isaiah, thank you, 55. His, His thoughts are higher. He don't go the same route. But as long as you get there. See, when you follow him, you get there quicker, better, faster, and you prospered because you obeyed. He accounts counted to your righteousness when you obey him and most of the time god's not going to give you something you don't want he wants the same thing you want because he put that want in your heart amen so you got to know him he put that desire for that thing in your heart then we think he don't he don't you know he might not give me you know I want tall, dark, and handsome, and you know, I don't want nobody bald, and then you know, and and all of this stuff. He know what you want. Hallelujah. See, we we look at the outer too much. You need to want somebody with a good heart, with a, a heart that loves God. Amen. But that's another teaching. Amen. <laughs> See, they, they want me to. Amen. But he knows what you want. Those, that hope and that desire he put in your heart. He knows what you want already. But he may take you around a different way to get there just to see if you're going to follow him. Or if you're going to do things your way. See, they didn't like that. But it's still the truth. Amen. Still the truth. Hallelujah. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud. Don't respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are your wonderful works. In other words, he does many good works, but it's the element of trust. Amen. It says, which you have done, and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. Hallelujah. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Hallelujah. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears you have opened. Burn offerings and, and sin offering you did not require. See, when you mess up, God forgets about it. He was, he's waiting on you to forget about it too. Sometimes we don't want to forget about it because we want to keep doing it. Amen. That's how we roll. Hallelujah. But we need to repent and ask God. See, if you're trying to stop doing something, I don't know where I'm going. If you're trying to stop doing something in your own strength, you ain't going to quit. Because you're trying to do it. You have to stop doing things in the power of God. He gives you the strength to straighten up. If you're trying to straighten up because you know it's right, but you're doing it without the help of God, that's, that's called pride. And the Bible says pride comes before the fall. 
you ain't going to succeed. But if you, you try and you ask God to help you and forgive you, see, this is the thing. It's tied to repentance when you when you trying with God. When you're trying on your own, I'm going to lick this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to straighten up. You're forgetting God. It's called pride. That's why you can't stop. You stop for a season, and it's going to... you back on the rope-a-dope. That's how it works. But when you, you try, and not in your natural strength, but you try in the strength of God, and you surrender and tell God, I can't do this, then he takes over see this is called self-deliverance and you know what that does that that nullifies or erase the cross amen don't know who i'm talking to it erases the the work that christ did on the cross amen and you don't fellowship with his suffering anymore you don't understand what happened on calvary and that he died and rose with all power and that power is within us you don't receive that amen but i'm telling you we can do all things through christ it's got to be through him in him by him with him but not in yourself when you start trying to do it because you know what it's like this just surrender amen see you know what this is the thing religion tells you it's a noble act I'm trying, I'm doing, you know, like some people get sick and they have cancer and we've ministered to many of them. And what do they tell you? I'm suffering for Jesus. See, all screwed up. Because they don't put all of this sickness on him. When he went to that cross, he annihilated sickness on that tree. Amen. He killed cancer. He ain't scared of that. Amen. He cursed it like he cursed the fig tree. But see, we don't understand that because we don't understand the cross and what that cross means to us. He nailed poverty on that tree too. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's why he can bless you in a time of recession. We ain't in no recession. If you're in a recession, that's you. I ain't. Amen. And I ain't a thief. And I ain't a beggar. Amen. Hallelujah. But I trust God, you know, to cause man to to bless me. Hey, I trust God to make sure them Social Security people give me my check with interest. (laughs) Amen. You just got, you got to trust him with everything. Because they'll take, the devil will take that if he can. He don't care nothing about your check. So many people on the internet taking people's check. You just got to trust them. We live in the last days where man will do in, tell you one thing and do the total opposite. You can't depend on what a man tell you. You, gotta, you have to trust him and trust God. Trust God to cause that person to do what he told you he's going to do. Amen. Does that tell you anything? But you have to trust God and you tell God, would you please watch over this person that I am entrusting in and make sure that they don't take me for a ride. Everything you do. Amen. Right down to to the market. You ever had something in your cart when you got outside and you didn't buy it? 
and you didn't see it in that cart, amen, I'm going to leave it like that because y'all want to know. Y'all want to know too much. I ain't going to tell you what it was. Amen. You don't have a receipt for it and you look stupid taking it back in there. But you, you know the devil will do anything. He don't care. He don't care. As long as he can steal, kill, destroy. Kill, steal, destroy. That's what he does if you let him. But he doesn't have any power over a, a believer. Amen. He don't have that kind of power. Well, why are people dying? Because they don't trust God. They don't believe God. They don't believe his word. Amen. They don't rely on him. They don't trust in and rely on like the Bible tells them to do. Amen. But we're learning, aren't we? Psalm 37. Oh, we're there. Did we do that one? Okay. Let's go to Psalm 119. No, let's go Psalm 37. It's uh, back to Psalm 37. Y'all trying to mess me up. Uh, verse 3. Back up. I know y'all have y'all devices. Psalm 37, verse 3. And it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Dwell in that land wherever he tells you to be, you be there and trust him in the in the the, the plans. Amen. Well, I don't know what's gonna happen. You'll need to know. Trust God. Believe in him. Believe in what he said. Believe you know, he'll just do something for you just because you trust in him. Just so he can show other people that you obeyed him. Because people say, Well, why are you doing that? And why are you doing this? Don't get involved with people. Amen. Honey, this is a faith walk. It's a a trust issue between you and God. It doesn't have anything to do with anybody else. Amen. So trust in the Lord and do good and dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. That word dwell means inherit the land. So wherever he tells you to go, you will inherit that land. And uh, and it also means another... um, uh, definition is it it means that you will secure your future a secured future that's what that word dwell means. so dwell in that place that god tells you to go and you'll find a secured future and you will inherit that land and it says delight yourself also in the lord don't be depressed because you're a christian well i gotta serve god you know, you're supposed to have joy. What happened to joy? Joy, joy, joy. See, this is what joy is. That's why most people don't have it. It's a merry medicine. That joy is a medicine. Now, I'm not talking about being just plain old silly and foolish. But I'm talking about when you have joy. See, joy comes out of your heart. It ain't something you can just put on in the morning. It's got to be already in there. Like prego. It's in there. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, what's that, what that, what that mean? Desires, that's your secret petitions. Those things that's between you and God. It says that he will give them to you if you delight yourself in him and don't try to explain yourself to people. Amen? And this is a, a, a personal walk, a confidence thing, you and God. Amen? We need to trust and, and have confidence 
and rely on God. Amen. Make him your refuge. When things go wrong, you talk to him about it on your pillow, you and him. Amen. But see what we do, we trust in false gods. Gonna get me a little, little drink. You know, little this, little that. Cause I'm just all uptight. See, that's dependent on another God. See, when, when you need that cause you uptight, you don't need to drink. Amen. That ain't what it's for. Well, they drank wine back in the, in the Bible days. They didn't drink it because they were uptight. They drank it because that was the beverage of the day. <laughs> Amen. That ain't to relieve your tension. You go pray in tongues for, for five minutes. Your, your tension will get relieved. See, it's like Paul said. He says, all things are not wrong to do, but it's the spirit in which you do it. You don't drink to get drunk. You don't drink to forget. I just, I'm just so sick of him. I just need a girl's night out. And you will have a girl's night out all the time. <laughs> Go home and clean your house up and cook some food. Uh-oh. Go clean, clean and cook. That's what I did. Raise your kids properly so that they'll learn. When they're older. Amen. My daughter cooks better than me. And I asked her, I said, because Max said, yeah, Bridget can throw down. I'm like, throw down. And I said, I asked Bridget, I said, who taught you how to cook? She said, you did. I said, I don't remember cooking classes. She said, I watched you. See, that's how they learn. Amen. She can throw down. (laughs) You got, it's better than being out with them girls. Because they want your man. Lead him alone. He ain't right. I don't even know why. I think I, I was in a housewife moment. Lead him alone. Because they can't tell you nothing. Amen. Stay away from the crowd. Go, go crochet something. I did all of that. Crochet. Did it all. Anything that would... Bring in a little extra income and keep my mind straight. Amen. And they'll rise up and call you blessed. That's why. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, give get out of hand. That's called knowing God and following God. Amen. Keep your house clean. Go rake some leaves. Don't be waiting on the wind to blow them next door. <laughs> Because their leaves going to blow in your yard. Amen. Then you got double trouble. All right. I'm going to be nice. All right. Let's go to Psalm 119. Hallelujah. Psalm 119. Got to do things the right way. Don't take much to obey God. Shut up arguing. Here I go again. Don't be saying nothing back. Well, you don't know what he did to me. Don't care. Stop playing the victim card. Amen. Because there's no victims in the kingdom of God. All you need to do is just have a little discussion about him to the Lord. Amen. And the rest is history. (laughs) You straighten him up. Psalm 119. And likewise, oh, there's one Raymond, one guy. And you go and you know you could do the same. It works both ways. Okay. Hallelujah. Direct. We, We chased all the men to work. Amen. 
Psalm 133. I'm sorry, Psalm 119, 133. It says, direct my steps by your word. You mean God's word directs your steps? Yes, if you listen to him, if you have an ear to hear. The Bible says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Amen. If you're listening. And if you ain't, if you just listening to them girls talking about what they ain't, and you're you just letting him run all over you. Yeah, that's right. Let him do it as unto God. Can't nobody run over you and you belong to God. Are you kidding me? That didn't work in my fam. And I was young in a, in a, uh, in a uh, traditional church, didn't know God, but God told me what to do. I bet you I didn't get no knuckle sandwiches. Amen. Mm-mm. Didn't, and he worked, went to work every day. Every day, overtime. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, 133. Direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. Redeem me from the oppression of man that I may keep your precepts. Make your face shine upon your service and teach me your statutes. Amen. See, God will teach you what you need to know if you give him a chance. Amen. Give him a chance, you know, in your fast-paced life. Some people get bored and they want things to happen. You know, things just don't happen all that, you know. Time is nothing to God. He don't work all by no clock. God don't go by a clock. He is the master clock. Amen. He said to set your mind like a clock. So you can hear his voice, know it's him, and move when he says to move. Amen. Hallelujah. We need the adjustment. God don't need to be adjusted. Amen. We need that. Hallelujah. So establish my steps and direct them. Amen. By your word. And let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Iniquity is sin for all y'all that don't know. Let's go to Proverbs 3. Let's go back to Proverbs. Hallelujah. Yeah, God can clean you up like nobody can be cleaned up. Amen. And then what I like about God, he forgets your sin. Amen. He don't look back like people. They see you prospering. They see you doing better. They want to say, remember when you ain't had nothing? Remember that, Amen. Remember then you, you remember, I remember when you didn't have no job. That's the man. That's how they roll. But God don't do you like that. Hallelujah. The Bible says he puts your, your, uh, your past, all your sins in a special place. The sea of forgetfulness. And he ain't going out there fishing it out. But don't we do that? Amen. Condemnation comes. Especially when the time of blessing. Here come the devil. Want to remind you of something you did. If you repented of it, it's under the blood. It never happened. I ain't that girl. Amen. It's under the blood. But somebody always want to say what they remember about you. Man, that's because they don't have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. So Proverbs 3. Let's see. Verse 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart 
and lean not to your own understanding. That ought to be a blinking light. We're trying to understand everything. Well, that, that's not God. How do you know? We need to have a blinking light. It says here to lean not to your own understanding. In other words, don't try to figure this thing out. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. He will direct where you're going. And then look at verse 7. It's funny. It comes up right after 6. Do not be wise in your own eyes. You know why? That's pride. See, pride wants to know where it's going, what it's doing, and instead of obeying God. And if it don't feel right, then, you know, go talk to God if it don't feel. And, you know, that's a good thing to do. And then God will give you some clarity. He does that. Amen. It's, it's called you working with him, not against him. And in verse, that latter part of 7, it says, fear the Lord and depart from evil. You know why it says depart from evil? Because trying to be wise in your own eyes is sin. Well, I I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I I know where I'm supposed to be. That's pride. Comes before the fall, in case you didn't know. See, people, they don't finish out these these scriptures. It's like God's going to break them off for you. You don't do that. (laughs) It all goes together. Amen. Now listen to verse 8. It says, it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. What? If you fear the Lord and obey God and don't be wise in your own eyes, thinking, I'm grown. Can't nobody tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. I feel all y'all young people. Amen. You still have a God. You got a covenant with God. And you got to answer to him. I'd rather have mom and daddy on my case than him. Amen. And then in verse 9, it tells you to honor the Lord with your possessions and with your first fruits. That means the increase of your body. In other words, he wants you. He wants you. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, well, what do we have in verse 11? It says, my son, do not despise the chastening. Of the Lord. See, God already know how these scriptures gonna make us feel. <laughs> so He said, "Don't be mad because I'm chastising you, nor detest His correction. Don't be mad. For whom the Lord loves, He corrects." That's verse twelve. See, they don't get that far because they they stop way back at verse seven. Don't be wise in your own eyes. But that's man's opinion. You know, this, the world is something else. They call it man's opinion. I just read that out the Bible. And I don't care how many different, Avis, what does yours say? This, this is a different, uh, what do you call it? Translation. Verse, which verse did I want? Okay, 11. This is amplified. It says, my son, do not despise or shrink from the chastening of the Lord. His correction by punishment or by subjection to suffering by trial. Neither be weary of or impatient about a loaf or abhor his reproof. In other words, don't be sulking. Don't do like them people in the wilderness because y'all know they didn't get there. They went through all it. See, because they didn't want to be chastised. 
They didn't want to be told what to do. They wanted freedom to make their own God. You know, they wanted their own God. They didn't like obeying. They hated obedience. Amen. Verse 12, for whom the love lords, he corrects, even as a father corrects the son in whom he delights. Verse 13, happy, blessed, and fortunate, and enviable is the man who finds skillful and godly wisdom. And the man who gets understanding, drawing it forth from God's word and from life's experience. So in other words, you've got to go through a few tests and trials. Amen? But don't complain about it. The worst thing we can do is complain. Complaining comes out of a bad attitude. Amen? I remember years ago, about five or six years ago, I was preaching about bad attitude, and I almost got booed and hissed at. I'm telling you. And now that's all you hear. Because you can't get nothing from God with a bad attitude. You're going to have to do it all yourself. Amen? And then you've got to worry about the devil taking it from you. He can't take nothing God gives. Amen? Just the way it is. Hallelujah. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. And in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. That word direct means to be made straight. It means right and upright. It also means pleasing. It means good. It means to make straight and right. In other words, all crooked places will be made straight in your life. Trust him and be patient. Wait on the Lord. He who waits on the Lord shall renew his strength. He shall mount up with wings as eagles. He shall run and not be weary. He shall walk and not faint. You can't quit on God because he didn't quit on you. Amen. Hallelujah. You'll get to where you need to go, but you got to trust him. Hey, this is a faith walk, and it ain't a contest. Amen. So God will straighten out the path of his devoted, trusting servants. Amen. Hallelujah. What's that scripture in Isaiah says, the uncompromising? I have never seen the uncompromising. Uh, what is it? Well, I think I got that scripture. What is it? The, yeah, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. But it's the uncompromising righteous. See, I'm righteous. I didn't do nothing. You, ain't, you, got, you got to not compromise with the world. You compromise with the world, you won't have, well, you know them, them my friends. So you think. Amen. Got to play it right. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. That means to be fully aware of God. Fully aware being in fellowship with him. That means you got to know him. You can't just keep being a visitor to his throne room. You got to make a place and live there. A habitator, not a visitor. Amen. He got to know you and you got to know him. Well, you know, I don't want to be walking around with a veil and, and a hoodie. Well, you might as well, you know, do what you need to do for the sake of God. You get in bad enough shape, you do whatever it takes. God directed Jonah's steps. Let's look at a few people whose steps were ordered. Jonah's steps were ordered. But he didn't want to obey and follow God because he thought he knew what was best. 
because he didn't trust God. See, trust comes through fellowship. And sometimes, although we don't know God, God knows us. He knows exactly who we are, and he just want to bless you. I believe he ring, he pushes your button because he want to bless you. And, but he also want to see what you're made of, and he also wants you to know the truth about who you are. So let's go to Jonah 1. Hallelujah. Jonah 1. It says, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of uh, Amittai, saying, arise and go. Those words people hate. I ain't going to Africa. (laughs) I always thought God was going to send me to Africa, so I said no. And when I started saying, yeah, I found out his agenda was just like mine because he put all everything in my heart. He put those things there. He know I didn't want to go there. He sent other people that want to go. Amen. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. In other words, these people in Nineveh has li- have lived so badly. If you go into the history, you'll see that there's a lot of homosexuality. There was everything wrong. And, and they live so poorly, they got God's attention. But God, in his great mercy and his great love, sent one of his servants there to preach. And all he wanted Jonah to do is go in there and blast him. Y'all would have loved that assignment. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But he didn't want to do it. You know why? Because he was afraid of man. He was afraid of what men would think about him amen see he's a compromiser and that's what god hates so badly he will he likes to bless the uncompromising righteous amen not somebody that's worried about what people are going to think about how they serve god amen and to the to the 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 degree of devotion that you have for him you'll hear stuff like oh she she go to church all day and they be in there on Saturdays too, girl. And they, and they, you mean they can't let you do this? And they see that comes from the devil. And they don't let, and see, we hear that. And then we want to try to prove to them, to the, to the world, that I can do what I want to do. I don't, I don't want to tell them what I'm doing. Or, you know, just stupid stuff. But that comes from the devil. Amen. From the gates. Hey, hallelujah. And see, it's like truth or dare. And that's what it becomes. And you start trying to prove to the devil, you know, that you're free. And really, you're in bondage. Because, see, he who knows that he is free don't have to prove nothing. You know that you're free. Now, I don't know where, how I got there, but, hey, I'm there. Amen. And it says, but Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He was running from God. Y'all see that? That's in verse 3. I ain't making none of this up. It says, and he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish, going the opposite way of Nineveh. 
God says, go to Nineveh. He goes down to the shipyard, hops on a, a freighter that's going in the opposite direction. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare. Amen. He gave the devil his money and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent a great wind like God didn't see him. And he sent a great wind on the sea. And there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship was about to be broken. Man, that was a storm. It says, and then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God. Notice it wasn't the God that we serve. And threw the cargo, but they weren't too dumb. Threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, into the bowels of the ship. Had lain down and went to sleep. Verse 6, so the captain came to him and said to him, what do you mean, sleeper? Arise. (laughs) Arise and call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. In other words, it ain't sleep time. It's pray time. Time to pray. Amen. (laughs) And they said to one another, come and let us cast lots that we may know for who." For whose cause this trouble came upon us. They're smart enough to know somebody caused this. Amen. Because this is unusual. Hallelujah. So they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. Verse 8. Then they said to him, please tell us for whose cause is this trouble upon us? And what is your occupation? And where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? So he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord and the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. Amen. And then the men were exceedingly afraid of him and said, why have you done this? Amen. He was confessing to sinners. That's one thing you don't do. Amen. Your your thing is none of your business. <laughs> but he was uh, he was doing something that he had no business doing. But anyway, that was a little sidebar. For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Are y'all hearing that? Because he told them. Because, honey, you will get thrown overboard telling some sinners that. Because they don't want nothing to do with you or your God. And he said to them, pick me up and <laughs> throw me over into the sea, because he knew what was coming next. And then the sea will become calm for you. For I know that this great tempest is because of me. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to return to land, but they could not. For the sea continued to grow more temp- tempestuous against them. God wasn't letting him get away. And, and this is the thing. Jonah knew all of this. He knew. He knew that when they, if they threw him overboard, God would leave them alone and the water would be calm. See? 
an unbelieving believer. Verse 14, therefore they cried out to the Lord and said, we pray, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life and do not charge us with innocent blood for you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea and the sea ceased from its raging. That's for all you people that don't think God see everything. (laughs) But obedience stops confusion, doesn't it? Every time. Every time. Hallelujah. Verse 16. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. In other words, these men changed and started serving the Lord. See, God's going to get the glory out of your life one way or another. Amen. Through your obedience or through your disobedience, he'll cause a scene. But I'm telling you, he will get the glory out of your life in some way or some fashion. And then it says in 17, now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the fish's belly. In other words, he was in a visual hell. And he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. Are y'all hearing him? If you're afflicted, cry out to him. Well, I'm going to call the doctor. Cry out to him, to God. And he answered me. Now, if he answered Jonah, you know he'll answer you. Amen. Because everything he did was deliberate. And he says, out of the belly of soul or out of the belly of hell, I cried. And you heard my voice, for you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the sea, and the flood surrounded me, and your billows and your waves passed over me. And then I said, I have, I have, I have been cast out of your sight. In other words, Jonah had the nerve to complain. Amen. And he says, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The water surrounded me, even my soul. The deep closed around me. Weed were wrapped around my leg. Not that kind. Wrapped around. I feel somebody going south. It says, and I went down to the moorings of the mountains. The earth with with its bars closed closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought me up my life from the pit. O Lord, my God. Amen. And when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer went up to you into the holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake thy own mercy, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. See, he won't thank God now. And I will pay what I have, what I have vowed, hint, hint, and salvation is of the Lord. And verse 10 says, so the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah up on dry land. So he's right back where he started. Amen. Hallelujah. And so listen, verse 3, I'm not going to read much more, but verse 3, I mean, chapter 3, verse 1 says, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. Are y'all hearing? In other words, God don't ever change. You can waste as much time as you want to. But your instructions are still going to be in front of your face, whether it's 20 years, 30 years, 
40 years, you're ne- you don't get out of what God has told you to do. Well, you know, I, I stopped praying my prayers. Well, they're still hanging over your head. Amen. I don't do that no more. Still your responsibility. You could do it now or you can do it later, but it's never going to change. Amen. So now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh. He's saying the same exact thing. That great city and preach to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh this time. Hallelujah. According to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three-day journey in extent. And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. And then he cried out and said, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. In other words, he, God told him to give them 40 days. And if they didn't repent for living bad and come out of sin, it'll be overthrown. Verse 5, so the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast. See, this is the thing. You can't ever figure out when God tell you to do something, how it's going to work. Now, he was sure that he was going to get stoned. That's why he got on that boat, paid some money, went the opposite way, wound up in the belly of a fish, was overthrown by the the people on the boat. All of that trouble for assuming how something was going to turn out that God told him to do. That ought to tell us something. You can't figure out how these things are going to be. If it's God, it's good. Just like him. Amen. That's right. You can't. Well, he he doesn't. He's going to give me the wrong thing. Like he don't know you. That's you doubting God. Just obey God. Quit obeying people and get your own brain. Amen. Listen to God. Listen to God. Amen. And so those people called a fast the whole city went on a fast this sick city that was full of sin he didn't want to go because he thought they would stone him and run him out of town or kill him they went on a fast they put on sackcloth and ashes in other words they covered their heads they sustained from any kind of sexual activity yeah they did that that's what that means amen they didn't drink no liquor It was bread and water time. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And they put on sackcloth. I read that. From the greatest to the least, they even made the kids fast. Because they didn't want that to befall them. And when the, the word came to the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne and laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth and ashes and sat in ashes he tried to absorb all the ashes he could (laughs) hallelujah verse 7 and he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles saying let neither man nor beast herd nor flock taste anything do not let them eat or drink he, he put everything and everybody, every creature in that city of Nineveh was on a fast because he wanted God to forgive him. Amen. Verse 8, it says, but let, let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily out to God. Yes, 
and let everyone turn from his evil ways and from the violence that is in his hand. And who can, who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? Verse 10, then God saw their works that they turned from their evil ways and God relented from the disaster that he made that he had said he would bring upon them and he did not do it they changed god's mind because the quicker you respond to god do what he tell you to do there's nothing but a blessing in it amen hallelujah but all of this trouble because jonah didn't have faith in what god was telling him to do when god give you direction when he tell you to be somewhere be there amen and don't don't send in a uh, what's those people that take your take your place in a play under don't send in an understudy yeah don't try that that's been tried already he wants you amen so obey him proverbs 4 let's go back there we're almost done it's only going to turn out good when god calls you to a place there's nothing, that's the place of your blessing. That's the place of your increase. That's the place of your growth, spiritual growth. Amen. Proverbs 4, verse 11. Hallelujah. And it says, I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in the right path. And when you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. Verse 13, so take a firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. And do not enter the path of the wicked. Those are the ones that say, well, you don't have to do that. And they get on your team. See, because this is what we do. Like, like um, what's his name? Jonah. We try to involve some other person to to. Uh, validate what you don't want to do that god told you to do amen and that's what that means do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the ways of evil avoid it do not travel on it turn away from it and pass on it means keep moving for they do not sleep unless they have done evil see when you get somebody to validate what god has not told you to do that's a person that the devil has always got on higher. Why else would they tell you it's good? Just makes no sense. Hallelujah. I forgot where I was. Well, let's go to Proverbs 20. I'm done with that. <laughs> Proverbs 20. verse 24 and it says a man's steps are ordered by of the lord how they can't women how then can a man understand his own way are y'all here if you don't understand god's way how you, how do you understand your own amen it is a snare to a man to devote rashly something as holy as afterward to reconsider his vow amen rashly 
Amen. Quickly. Making rash decisions. Follow God. And if you don't find him, wait on him. He will surely come. Amen. Well, that didn't get a good turnover, but it's still true. Amen. Genesis 12. Hallelujah. God talked. He also directed Abraham's steps. Father Abraham. He's your father and he's mine too. Because we are in a covenant. If, you, if you're born again, Abraham is your father. And you're in covenant. The covenant he cut with God and his son Isaac and his son um, J- Jacob. Amen. Thanks. Then that's the same. It goes on down. Jesus, you, David. We all in the same covenant. Amen. All right. And so Genesis 12, verse 1 says, Now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get out of your country. You see how he just tells people where to go? Amen. Get out of your country. He lived in the, the, the land of the Chaldeans. Amen. He says, From your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. In other words, I'll make you famous. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him that curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, this is God's purpose for us upon the earth. This is his purpose. What is his purpose again? To make you great. To curse those who curse you. Bless those who bless you. And make your family great. And bless them upon this earth. Are y'all there? Hallelujah. God told Abraham to go. Go to Canaan. Amen. So it was a faith journey. It was nothing that made him want to go to Canaan. You know everybody wants to head to, to Egypt. Amen. But he says go to Canaan. Amen. And go by faith. And God told Isaac to go to Gerar, his son. And we read that. That's in Genesis 26. Oh, yeah, so that was that offering. Let me just go there one more time. Genesis 26, Philip over, verse 1. And it says, There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Now, this is his son. This is Abraham's son, Isaac. And then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I shall tell you. And dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you, for to you, for to you and your descendants I give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to your father Abraham. Amen. What was the oath? That he'd be the father of many, that he'd bless a nation, and that he would have a nation of children under him, and we would be blessed. And he would keep the covenant was from everlasting to everlasting. The covenant don't stop. If you don't partake of it, you're still in the covenant. Amen. If you're born again. Amen. Still in the covenant. Amen. And it's for your children and your children's children. Amen. So the steps, our steps are ordered by God. Amen. 
First Peter 2. Back of the book. Or push your button on your phone. <laughs> Let's see. First Peter. Verse 2, chapter 2, I'm sorry. Verse 21. It says, For to this you were called, because Christ who suffered for us, leaving us an example, that you should follow his steps. For all of y'all that don't believe, amen. We're to obey his direction, because vision comes from direction. Vision doesn't come by the command. Are y'all here today? Thank you. Vision comes from the direction in which you are going. So sometimes you don't know until you get to a place called there that God will speak to you. There will he speak to you. Amen. But you won't have a vision in the beginning. Move by faith. God is looking for your faith. And when you move, he says, there will I speak to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody got it. Amen. It's like you trust, you let me see what's in you first. And then I'll let you see what I'm going to do. See, blessings are for those who trust God. Amen. For to this you were called. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Verse 22 says, who committed no sin? Jesus didn't do nothing to nobody, but he, the Bible says he went around doing good. Nor was deceit found in his mouth. He didn't cuss. We do. He don't. It says, 23, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. And when he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. He says, God, do something about these people, but I'm not going to touch them. Because I know you're a, a just and a righteous God that judges fairly. Amen. Your will be done. Verse 24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on a tree that we having died to sin might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your soul, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. So, you know, honor the king. And when you honor him, you obey him as best you can. Amen. And watch the direction in which you go because God orders your steps. Amen. Why don't we stop? Father, we thank you. Amen. We thank you. And we bless you, Lord. We lift you up. We thank you that our steps, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And, Father, we thank you that you give direction. And when we don't understand, when we cry out, you give protection and clarity. And we praise you, Father. And we lift you up. 
in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. Is there anybody that needs prayer? I can pray for you while uh, you're here. Amen.